going on, guys? Welcome back to Network Chuck. Today we're talking about hacking. Um, hacking is one of those things where it looks really cool in the movies and the TV shows, but what is it actually? And can you become one? Can you make good money doing it? A lot of questions. And if you're looking to become a hacker, how do you grow as one? Because hacking isn't just typing on a screen and making a few clicks, and it's it's not that easy. There's a lot that goes into it. So that's why I asked a real-life hacker to come on and talk about that. Mr. Nahamsek, I think I'm saying it right, you are on the screen right now. Say hello to everyone. Uh, hello. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. So um, I'll let you introduce yourself in a moment. But guys, this is Nahamsek. You you probably already know who he is. He's on Twitch. He does a lot of stuff for the community. He teaches hacking, and he himself is a hacker. Um, and real quick, guys, let me know in the chat if you can hear me. But while we're uh, – uh, so let me know, and then uh, – his name is also Ben, by the way. He has a real name, not just Nahamsek. Ben Nahamsek, tell me about yourself. Yeah, um, I'm Ben. Uh, most people know me online as Nahamsek. I've been hacking for, well, professionally since 2014, 2015. I'm currently the head of hacker head of hacker education at HackerOne. We're a bug bounty platform. Um, we pretty much make content for people that want to get into bug bounties, web hacking. Uh, we make videos, labs, CTFs. And yeah, I've been on Hacker One. Uh, I started out as an intern back in I want to say 2015 or 16. It's been a while. I've lost count to be honest. After like <laughs> after the second year, you stop counting. But uh, I've been there for a while, and um, yeah, I've been doing. I uh, got into making content uh, back two years ago in July, not this you know July July before, uh, doing stuff you know just like yourself on YouTube and uh, doing some streaming on Twitch. Awesome. So I mean, your your job is pretty much helping hackers become hackers, better hackers. So real quick, if I were 17 years old and I'm like, I don't know what to do with my life, hacking sounds pretty cool, where do I start? And it's a load of questions. I know there can be so many things you can tell me, but what would you say is the best place to start to become a hacker? Yeah, so before the hacking part of it, like, there's one thing you gotta do. Like, when you're 17 in high school, dude, you have, all you have is time. If you're not working, mm. All you have is time. Quit playing freaking video games. Like <laughs> we did it. I did CS:GO. I'm sure you did. You know, you wasted hours of hours of hours of your life playing Call CSGO. of Duty. Like, Call of Duty. <laughs> quit World of Warcraft, League of Legends, whatever you're into. Quit it. Don't quit. Like have your breaks, but quit wasting time. Like the biggest thing for me was I would play video games, but I had my dedicated hours. Not that like I was like, oh, I'm gonna hack three to four, you know three to eight p.m. But I would dedicate time to it. Um, but there are so many resources, man, like in 2020, like the amount of hacking resources that are out there, it's insane. Um, you have companies like try hack me, hack the box. You have mm. uh, hacker one one which is our hacker one educational platform. Uh, ours is free. The other two are not free. There's Pentester lab. I have a GitHub repo for it. If you look up bug money resources, it comes up. There are so many free resources out there that you shouldn't have the excuse of. I don't have anything to learn from. Um, so I would say go and just jump right into it. Figure out what kind of hacking you want to get into. What are the basics? I know there's, I have to know a little bit of Linux. I have to know a little bit of, you know, scripting. I need to know uh, JavaScript, HTML, uh, networking. Learn the basics. You don't have to become a full stack developer. That's not fair <laughs> to put it out there, but learn the basics. Learn If you want to get into web hacking, how do I make a website? How do I spin up a server? How do I make an Apache MySQL PHP server go up? How do I, what are the things that, you know, the bolts that become the part of that website when it goes up? Put some, you know, HTML sites up so you can understand, okay, this is how a site works. Now I can understand how to approach it when I want to break it. Now I have to say, 17-year-old me just stopped listening and went back to playing video games because that, that was overwhelming. Like, I asked you where to start and you told me 15,000 things, man. Which one is it? And I'm just messing with you. But um, hacking is a, is a term that we know from Mr. Robot and a few movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but what people don't understand is there's there's just a bunch of underlying technologies you have to understand, networking, uh, Linux, and all that stuff. So would you say that it's more beneficial to learn those basics before even trying to hack, or would you say you'll just learn them as you start hacking? I would do both. So first start learning the basics, and then the things that you, need to, you understand, okay, when I'm doing hacking, I see these terms that are happening, like, and don't know what they mean. It goes under the Linux bucket, for example. Start learning more about Linux. But I always compare hacking to even video games, dude. Like, when you first start playing a new game, your aim isn't the best. You don't understand the guns, you don't understand the attachments, you don't know how to do a lot of things, right? Like that. How do like you get that. better, right? How do you get better? You spend time. 
you start, you know, you start playing the game more. You spend, you know, you start grinding late nights to get better at the game. It's the same thing. If you get, if you're playing a puzzle game, you get stuck. You're gonna look up solutions, right? You're gonna look up something. You're gonna see how other people have approached it. So it's the same thing with hacking. You Google. I if you look at my streams, I Google the most. It's not that I want. It's not that I don't know how to do them. I purposely Google stuff on my stream so I can show people. Look, even I still go on Google and type stuff up just to make sure I get the right syntax. So I'm I not like spending that. 45 minutes debugging it on a stream versus just doing a simple Google search, showing that hey, also I look at these stuff when I'm hacking. You don't have to become you know this like person that knows everything by heart. You just have to know where to look and what to look for when you're searching. Yeah, that that's that's amazing because what people don't get is you don't have to know in general just in IT, no one in IT knows everything. Google is your best friend. Sure. Really, honestly, the best skill you can learn in IT is just how to properly search Google because that's Absolutely. that's a skill in and of itself. Oh my gosh, um, so I love the comparison to video games because. Man, it feels like hacking is almost one big game. You've got all these websites like Try Hack Me and Hack the Box, where it's literally kind of gamified. You go in there, you try to hack into something, and you're learning a ton as you go, but it feels kind of like you're playing a game. Um, why do you think that is, that hacking has become kind of that, that gamified atmosphere? It's, I think it's mostly an engagement thing. Like, okay, we know that you have to do these technical things, right? How do we make it more fun? You know, like, how do we make people want to do do these things? Like, if we give them an objective, is it going to be easier? If we give them points, leaderboards, whatever that is, it's a. I think as humans, we like to have fun with everything that we do. Mm-hmm. We want to get some sort of a satisfaction. We want to hit, you know, we want to get that rush or a high, whatever you want to call it. We want to get that feeling of I did it. And I think that's why everyone's gamifying it so much because we want it to become something that you enjoy doing. You want to go back and do more while you learn something new. Okay, that makes total sense, and I, I agree. And I, I love that they do it because a, a lot of other IT paths, and I've been talking about IT for a long time on my channel, especially networking, it can be kind of like a, a frustrating path because it's not always fun. It's kind of boring, but hacking just to me seems like it has the coolest way to learn, and that's why I'm, I'm having a great time doing it. Um, but I think it's best to um, – let's let's find out how you started hacking. What, what How did your journey start out? <laughs> So mine didn't really start as a hacker. I want to say mine started mostly as a kid who was using his brother's, um, older brother's computer to get into video games. I just wanted to play video games. Back then it was Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, Red Alert. Um, Those were my (laughs) games back then, dude. And I really wanted to play them. Um, So he would put a password to keep me off and... I would brute force is what I found out later on. It's what it's called. I would type in, <laughs> I know my brother. I know what he likes. So let's see if I can guess the password. So I started guessing his password. Then he got better. Uh, he started putting a more complex password. Then I was like, oh, there is this default administrator thing that you just type in administrator, no password. You log in as an admin. I was like, oh, that's a real thing. Okay, that was love next. Love it, love it. And it just got progressively worse, man. Like he started putting uh, passwords on startup. Like, you know, when you turn on your computer, right on the startup, it says password. I found out about the, what I call now default credentials. Everything has them, apparently. Routers have them, devices have them, same as the computers that you buy. Um, so I learned about it a little bit. But later on, um, I want to say 11, 12, I heard about people that were selling websites. You know, websites were big back in the day. You know, you couldn't, it wasn't like today when you go pay a few dollars and get your own VPS, you have to pay hundreds of dollars to have a website up. So oh, being yeah. 11, 12, my dad, God bless him, he's always supported my entrepreneurships that I've always failed, but he gave me a little bit of cash. I became a C-panel reseller. Uh, I was reselling websites. And wow. I got these How days, old were you then? Uh, 12, 12, 13, 12 years old, reselling uh, websites. Dude, I was like the biggest idiot when I was 12. I was, I was playing James Bond on the, uh, or no, no, 007 GoldenEye on my N64 at that age. Golly, you're reselling websites. Anyways, continue. <laughs> websites were big, man. I don't know what it was like for us. It was huge. So I wanted to make money. I always wanted to buy expensive stuff. And it was just like, how do I make money? And I think that's like a, what I call my failures as an entrepreneur, you know, kicked in, but Anyways, my cPanel thing got hacked and I learned about, okay, like I have to secure an Apache server running PHP. How do I do it? How do I stop these, you know, people defacing my websites? So I did it for a while and, you know, it's a trial and error. You do it for a little bit. I got my own server. People would still hack into it because developers back then didn't really care much about security. Um, So... (laughs) They still kind of don't, right? (laughs) They still don't. No, they still don't. But... um, 
I gave up. I was like, dude, screw this. I want to be the one that does the hacking. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you guys win. I'm, I'm joining your team. <laughs> dude, seriously, I put my hands up. I'm done. I started looking into hacking forums. And back then, like, you know, there was a lot of underground forums you can sign up for and learn. And I got into it, man. Um, now, what, what year was in. this, just for, for reference? I'm still 13, 14. I'm still an early teenager, dude. I had plenty of time. And I just learned about some sites that were like online scripts or PHP scripts, something like that. You would go and download scripts, install them locally on your server. This is what I learned. Oh, this is how you install an Apache server better on your local, you know, your local machine. I would install them and just find back then it was easy to find bugs. Nobody cared, nobody cared about security back then. Uh, <laughs> the good old you days. Install, <laughs> dude, you install this script, you would come out with five SQL injections, four XSS, whatever you were looking for. And that was my way of learning because they weren't really you know, now you have these platforms like DVWA. You can install them on your. It's called a damn vulnerable web app. You can install it locally. It's purposely designed vulnerable, so you can learn. Those weren't around, so I would find my own, find these bugs, disclose it. If they cared, they would fix it. If they didn't, then sorry, I found a bug in your system, or your script. And I just got better. And um, as I grew older, I kind of got tired of it because you know I was 16, 17. Who was going to hire me as a computer hacker back then? So I just went to college and got into partying and gave up. Wow. Well, that was an interesting turn. Um, yep. So it's so you were 16. What year was this that you were 16 and, and thinking about becoming a hacker? So my OPSEC is strong, but I don't think it's public information. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm not trying to dox you or anything. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're I'm good. social engineering NAMASEC right now. Yeah. <laughs> 2000 and um, I want to say 2007 before I turned 18 before I went to college is when I was just like man like I think we're the same age I, yeah that's that's funny anyways <laughs> um, so okay so you, you were you were 16 and this is you know websites are popular iPhone just come out so like we got a bearing for the technology around the age but you had in your mind that becoming a hacker was a real career I had no idea that was a thing. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. So, but anyways, you, you go to college, you, you forget hacking and then what happens? So the thing with hacking is like back then it's like, you have to be this researcher, like you have to do cool research and like, who's going to take a 17 year old serious, man. Like that was the thing that I thought, like I'm 17, 16, no one's going to take me serious. Like I'm just finding bugs, wasting my time, just trying to purpose. I'm just trying to learn because I had a lot of time. Um, which again, so yeah, I, every teenager has a ton of time. All you watching, you have zero excuses. Anyways, continue. Just want to remind so people if you, of that. One of the videos that I recently did, I did a keynote for Echo Party. It's a big uh, South American um, conference. I'm not going to get into it too much. I talked about my life. I moved here at the age of 14, 15 as an immigrant without any English at all. So I, I, you know, I just moved. This is like sophomore year of high school. I'm just going to school. I'm just trying to make friends. I have a lot of time. I'm not going out with friends to party anymore. So I'm at home a lot of time until I made friends and got into the whole party scene. But I had a lot of time. So I, you know, I purposely use that time. Not that, you know, some people have a lot of things they do. They go to work, they have a lot of family members to hang out with. Mine was just like going to school, going home, playing some video games. My cousin was my age, would hang out with him for a little bit. But weekends when I had time, just get into hacking. Um, but yeah, this was um, 2007, 2008. Um, yeah. So, okay, cool. Um, so you, 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 uh, so you went to college and you just kind of yep. were chilling, whatever. What made you get back into hacking after that? So I was a, <laughs> this is back in 2012, 13. I, I hated college. I went on, there's an article of me on Forbes somewhere when I said, don't go to college to learn hacking, like learn on your own pretty much, dude. So, like, yeah, so, so if, you're saying right now, if you want to become a hacker, college maybe not the best way right like is that what kind of kind of what we're going for right now you're asking the wrong person because i would say yes i would say hell yes you don't need to go to school like there's so oh, much I'm, stuff I'm, hey I, we're, we're on the same team man oh, thank God. all right good we're good um no i mean the thing is man like if you're someone who's i'm not an academic person like I don't like school. I've never liked school. I moved because I didn't want to go to school. Like I was like against high school even. I, mm. I didn't, it wasn't for me having my head. Like trust me. Like in the beginning, I had a three point something GPA, but I graduated with a two point two. I was on probation at some point in college because of how much I didn't care. Hmm. I was introduced to bug bounties, and I was just like, "Ooh, career! Like flashy career! I want to do this thing." But um, yeah, I mean, don't go to. I mean, if you have the money and you you have someone who needs to have guidance who's good at you know time management and going to class on time taking notes good for you go do it because you'll learn a lot more than you would do on your own you're structured you're learning things in order you're learning really good stuff that's gonna build a very strong foundation for you 
But if you're someone like me that just – I learned calculus on my own. I would not go to calculus class because I don't understand the teacher. I would go on YouTube and learn it. If you're like that and you can learn mm. on your own, absolutely don't go to school. Don't so basically if you're, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, then um, I guess you got your answer right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't yeah go to, I, I didn't go to college. Like I, I don't have a degree. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a waste of time. It's a, it's a, it's a, glorif- it's a, a very expensive way to have your hand held. Yeah, it's expensive. Dude, save that money and invest it in something else. I mean, like hack the box is like ten bucks a month, right? I mean, what you get from that is ridiculous. Try hack me. Okay. Hacker One is free. Like you said, all the free resources. I mean, it's insane, the power of the internet now. But anyways, we could talk about no college forever. Uh, <laughs> so that's a rabbit hole. Can go down. <laughs> so hashtag college sucks. You started getting into hacking again. Walk me through that journey. So yeah, in uh, 2012, um, our school had these like weird cybersecurity meetups they bring the feds out to the campus and they would talk about like hacking and trying to recruit for the feds pretty much feds are not not something i want to get into federal you know <laughs> hacking it's not something i want to do it's, it's a different thing as a hacker when you look at feds but um i heard from a friend he goes dude like why aren't you making money doing some of these hacking stuff and i'm like dude like first of all I, i'm an I'm an immigrant, like, I don't want to get in trouble, like, mm. you know, I want to stay low-key under the radar, like, my hacking that I'm learning is just for me, like, I'm having fun with it, I don't want to go too far with it, whatever. He goes, no, 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 like, I heard Facebook, Google, and Yahoo back in the day now, OS Verizon Media, whatever the name is now, but they are paying people, dude, like, if you find bugs on their sites, they're giving you, like, anywhere from, like, $300 to, like, 15000 why aren't you doing it? And I was like, what, what do you mean? It's like Yahoo? Like I used that a lot as a kid. Yahoo Messenger was my like, was my jam. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, look up bug bounties. Go home, type in. It's like, don't do anything dumb. Don't go hacking com- companies right now. Like, go look up the word bug bounty. Just type it in. Okay. I went home and I typed it in. I'm like, Yahoo's just, just started paying out. Like they were doing gift cards for a while, but Yahoo just went from gift cards to actual cash. $250 all the way to 20000 or something crazy like that. Wow. And um, this is right about when they were going to become a customer at HackerOne, which is before I was even hired at HackerOne. And it's like, oh, okay, let's go look. And I found some cross-site scripting and I completely forgot about it. I was like, okay, I submitted. Like, we'll come back to this later. I'm not, I'm not going to get paid. This is fake. Like, they just take it and run with it. And no, two months later, a month later, I get an email saying, hey, come join HackerOne and claim your $250 that you got. And I actually ended up doing it. Now that I think about it, I donated that $250 to St. Jude because I wasn't expecting it. And I was just like, oh, you know, I wasn't expecting this at all. Like, can we donate it? And they would match it back then. So they matched my money and we donated $500 to St. Jude. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, there's money to be made here. <laughs> so, again, so cool that you you donated that. And um, real quick, for people who don't know what Bug Bounty is, just real quick, what is it? So Bug Bounty is companies go up on uh, platforms like ours, HackerOne. You can go to HackerOne.com slash directory or go to Hacktivity. You can see a bunch of the cool stuff that we have done. But um, pretty much you go and you put up a policy. You say, hey, these are the website that we own that we want you to test. Please don't test anything else outside of this. And if you find vulnerabilities, we either acknowledge you and say thank you. We put you in our Hall of Fame. You get points. Some people give you T-shirts. They give you their services, VPNs, whatever. And some people are like, no, we will give you cash. You sign up. You find a bug. We'll give you anywhere from this much to this much, depending on how severe your bug is. That's and insane. It's been a life-changing thing for a kid that went to, I was you know, in college, literally, like when I used to go back to my college to talk, I would say, I roamed around these halls not knowing what to do. And then bug bounty showed up and I just stopped going to class because I was just like, opportunity, dude. Like, I, this is a dream coming true <laughs> that I can hack without being employed and make money from it. Which that's, a lot of people don't know that. Like I, I literally had someone comment earlier. They said, wait, you can make money hacking legally? And this is probably news to some people. Like, yeah, it's a legit career. So w- walk me through. So you you uh, you got your first two fifty from Hacker One, and that I'm sure that was just like crack for you. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What did you start doing after that? Just all out bug bounty. Just that's all you did. So I would wake up. I kid you not. I would wake up around seven seven thirty a.m. Get on my laptop. I would literally wake up and open my laptop. Look for bugs try to learn. I, I run scanners and the scanners would find me bugs and I would be like, okay, I'm not reporting these until I find it myself and exploit it alone without the help of the scanner. So I know what a vulnerability was. 
I know this is a SQL injection here. Can I exploit it? And then I cut it and I will read the report. I'm like, oh, okay, this is how they did it. And then I will report it. Sometimes I'll be late because somebody else would beat me to it, but sometimes mm. I, it worked. You know, I would make money from it. And I kid you not, I would <laughs> I would go to class, open up my laptop, taking notes. I wasn't taking notes. I was hacking. <laughs> I would leave. There was times that I would literally, like the first day of semester, I couldn't find the class for like 20 seconds. I would look for the classroom or the building. I couldn't find it. I'd be like, screw this. I'm not going to this stupid class. I'm going to the cafeteria where I know I can find it. I would sit down and hack. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I would, it's not healthy. Please don't do it. Like, if you have the mental capacity to do it, then that's your choice. But um, yeah, I would wake up and learn and learn and learn. And then it came to a point where I no longer was learning. Like I'm still every day I'm learning stuff, but I had learned the basics already to a point that I could make money while I focus on things that would make me more money. I had done the initial investment of spending, you know, eight hours, 12 hour days on the computer to learn these things. Now it was time to make the real money. And uh, it happened because I got a really big payment one day from Yahoo. They paid me $9,000 in a day. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's what, a 22-year-old. What, what type of vulnerability will get you $9,000? So back then, this would have been worth $30,000 today with the same company. Really? But because the community has grown, we've done more stuff for it. But now it's uh, it was three SQL injections that any anybody with basics of SQL injection could have found if they looked in the right place. Really? Dang, man. Okay, yeah. I'm sure everyone in the chat right now is going to go, okay, th I'm sold. How do I start bug bounty? <laughs> so we'll cover that here in a moment. Um, yeah. So anyway, so, so you, you you wanted to get real, you got that big bounty. You wanted to get some real money. What, what mm -hmm. did that involve? So the 9000 that I got ended up buying me my first car without any debt. I went to a car dealership. That's amazing. It was a family owned. That, you know, the same people that were telling me you can't do hacking for a living. It's not a real thing. I walked in. I was like, I want this car. How are you going to pay for it? I was like, here's a check. How much would you like? <laughs> and I went home. I parked the car and I went to my room and I was just like, I just bought a freaking car. Like I have money left, a few thousand left. And like, I just bought a car without a loan, dude. Why am I not more doing more of this? What can I like? What can I do? This is when things started to go crazy in my head. Like, what else do I need to learn? What do I become? How do I become more efficient? How do I spend less time on the computer, but find more bugs? And it just became a okay. And like anything else, you make content, you become scheduled, you mm -hmm. automate some of your tasks, you become better at video editing, you become whatever. Video games, you become better at some stuff, right? You do less time to figure things out. It's the same process for me. And I just dedicated my. I was just like, I want. I'm not going anywhere. This is the place that I want to be. Awesome. Awesome. So you became more of a content creator. Um, do, you, do you still do bug bounties today? So I do bug bounties, uh, what I call irregularly, because I use it down regularly. I do it for fun. I just uh, I just published something on Snapchat. Uh, we hacked, me and two of my friends hacked Snapchat a year ago that the research came out today on HackerOne. You can go to hackerone.com slash activity and read it. Um, we hacked Apple back in July, and between the four or five of us, we made $500,000 in three months um <laughs> what so i do it you know like i do it, it it's now it's to the point like i had a i've recently talked about this i i had anxiety and depression because i'm doing so much of my life and mm. i realized money isn't everything if you're watching this you're 17 18 you want to become a millionaire there's ways to become a millionaire but don't lose your sanity over wanting to make money I realize money isn't everything. So I've toned down on doing bug bounties, you know, after work, you know, I would open up my personal laptop and start hacking at four or 5 PM. And now I take time off for myself, mental health, go walk, run, do some stuff that's good for my health. And whenever I need money or I want to invest in something, I want to purchase something like for a while, I want to purchase this house that I purely put down the money for from bug bounties, dude, the yeah. car that I wanted to buy. I, I did a lot of work. I put a lot of, you know, overtime what I call it, but it just became to a point that I wasn't healthy anymore. I have a daytime job. I make enough to save up some money and live comfortably. So I don't do it as much as I used to. Dude, I mean, it, I love what you're, the message you're, you're, you're saying here because, yeah, money is, it's fun. It's awesome. It's why a lot of us are doing what we're doing. But it's not everything. And you can bring yourself out and have a miserable life, be the richest guy out there. That's that's no way to live. Um, so I'm glad to see you found that balance. And I, it's hard to say no to money. Like when you see an opportunity like bug bounty hunting and like, and you can make a ton of money, and you, and you, you could be a millionaire before long. Yep. But goodness, you can kill yourself, burn relationships, burn your life away. That sucks. Um, Absolutely, man. 
There are yeah. million hackers, dude. Mentioning millionaires, there are some hackers that I've made. I think it's like eight or nine of them now on Hacker One that I've made over a million dollars on Hacker One. My gosh! So big okay. shout out to Doggy G, Nathaniel Wakelam, um, Mark Litchfield, um, shoot Ron Chan. There's so many of them. Um, those are just some of the guys that I'm very proud to call friends that have done this uh, big achievement. That I, I can't even compute that. So like. What what level of hacker do you have to be at to, to get to that level, to, to be able to say I made a million dollars off of bug bounties? These are just guys who have been on a computer as a kid. Like we all did hacking as kids and we spend a lot of time doing it. Some of them have become millionaires over like a year or two. Gosh. It's just they it's just uh you have to be good at like time time management runs everything, dude. If you know how to manage your time properly and you know where you know where you're wasting time and you cut that down, you have plenty of time. There's 24 hours in a day, eight hours of sleep, 16 hours of doing whatever else you need to do. These guys have figured out how to do it. Well, but I you like... have to put a lot of work though. There's a lot, it's not as easy as a six an hour day, but these guys have spent plenty of time hacking and they've just not given up. They're relentless, dude. You'd have to be like I would assume, but I I like your I don't know if it's your official slogan. I've seen it on your shirts: the eat, sleep, hack, repeat. Um, did you coin that? Because I like that a lot. I bought that shirt online one day. I just thought I was like, ooh, I want to wear this shirt. And just then say yes. It's, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your slogan now, um, and it will believe you. Uh, so I, I've got a question from Operator Underdog. I'm gonna put it on the screen real quick. He says, uh, "I turned 15 today. Can I start bug hunting?" First of all, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Birthday to you. And absolutely, man. Like, thir- uh, 15 is the great place to start. Like, you just have years of years. You can go to co- If you're going to go to college, at least, you know, I've done this whole bug bounty thing I've learned, but it's hard to learn computers on my own. I'm going to go to college and learn the basics. Um, I think we have had people over age of 13 on HackerOne. Like, a 13 is the limit where we have uh, people doing this. Our first millionaire hacker mm. was 17 or 18, I want to say. Gosh. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Man. Uh, so what are some of the – so you mentioned that it's hard work, right, to become a, a, a bug bounty hunter like that. Um, is that how – like, what do you, what do you, what's the official job title of a, a bug bounty person? Is it bug bounty hunter? Bug bounty hunter, hacker, finder, researcher, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay, let's go. Ethical hacker is one of them. Do you do you like the term just being called hacker, or do you? Because I know people are like, oh no, it's pen testing. Oh no, no, it's it's bug bounty. Do you do you like the term hacker? Oh, I purposely say hacker. It's oh. time for us to change the stigma that comes with the term hacker. I used to not. I used to say I'm a security researcher. Ah. Then I, at one point I was just like, screw this. Like either be proud of it or don't do it at all. Love it. Because, I'm because, not yeah. stealing anything. We're not stealing anything. We're not hurting anybody. We're doing something completely legit and legal. Well, and that's the thing. Like the the, the term hacker just means like someone like you're, you're hacking a system. You're, you're making it do something it wasn't supposed to do for security, for, for safety. And it's just, of course, it has a negative connotation. Of course, the media lends to that. But it's not that way. So I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. You're, you're taking it back. I like that a lot. It's time for it, man. It's time to make a change of like the bad feeling of people going, oh, he does illegal stuff. No, it's just it's just a term that it's always been. Let's just keep it as it is. Okay, cool. So now, bug bounty, is that... Um, I'm going to ask this question, but I'm like so excited to ask you so many questions. Like I'm, I'm interested to like to ask all this. Uh, <laughs> what are some of the disciplines you would say are key for someone uh, pursuing bug bounty? Because like, I know obviously it's we'll try to hack things, try to find vulnerabilities, but I would assume that someone can't just go sign up for Hacker One and start trying to attack these boxes. It might seem a bit overwhelming. So, where would you say someone should start as far as hacking boxes? And then, what are some disciplines you would tell someone to maintain to to build up those skills that would help them become better? So, there's three things that I usually talk about: is community, consistency, and networking. Mm, love it. And the we'll start with the consistency you do you can't hack one day go away for 10 days and come back and be like oh i'm going to pick it up right where i left it off it doesn't work that way like you got to go back to it. you got to be consistent dedicate hours of either a schedule where i'm a i'm a routine kind of person i need to have a routine from this hour to this hour this is what i'm going to do if you like that you like me set up an hour i'd say every day from five to eight i'm going to do this it's okay to skip one day like life happens but don't don't it's not a relapse. You don't just say, oh, I missed a day. I'm not going to do it again. One day. We all have bad days. Two days. We get sick. Go back it. We'll go back to it. 
be consistent. Um, and the consistency goes with hacking, learning, not giving up, no excuses, just do it. No, Nike is not a, you know, <laughs> it's not an endorsement here, but seriously, do it. Just put up the excuses away and go and do it. And then it goes to the second part of community. Like there is a huge community on Twitter. There's tons of content creators. There's tons of other companies that I mentioned that have resources. Go to these companies. Go to their, go to become a part of their community. Go to, I did the, the first thing I did was I signed up for Twitter. I went on Twitter and I mm. followed a bunch of hackers and I was like, I want to become this hacker. I want to become better than this hacker. Then I've told some of these hackers, your blog post, they come as guests on my networking uh, recon show that I do on Sundays as guests. And I tell them, I want you to know one of my guests. You are the reason why I did this. Very cool. I saw your blog post and it got me excited and I wanted to do exactly what you did. And it took me two years to do it, but I still I finally did that same bug as you did two years later. And then the last one is networking. Meet people, man. Like if you if your end goal is to get a job in security, go to conferences, go watch people's talks, go force yourself to go up and shake someone's hand, like, hey, I'm so and so. Nice to meet you. I liked your talk. They will remember you when you ask them for a job later on. They will remember you when you apply for a company they work at. Uh, it's the same thing with bug bounties. You submit a bug to a company like Yahoo. You go apply for a job. You say, hey, by the way, I sent this report two years ago to Yahoo itself. And you can, they can ask internally to verify it. And that's how I got my first job. Literally, that's how I got my first job. Wow. It's, that's like the most amazing GitHub repo ever, just having that on your resume. <laughs> All the things you legitimately hacked. And that's that's yeah. cool. Now, I had to ask, though. I, I agree. Um, all the things you just said, community, networking, those are key in like almost every area of IT. Obviously, this year, things have been a bit more difficult to pursue networking and community. How would you say that the hacking community has changed this year? And how can someone take advantage of what's going on right now? Discord, man. Discord has become the biggest thing. I know you have a Discord probably. Mm-hmm. Um, every content creator has a Discord. Some, some groups have Discords. Um, join them. Join them and see what others are doing. How are other people learning? Chat with people. Reach out to people that are the same mindset as you, the same skill sets as you. I have a hacker buddy that I'm always forever grateful. Every time I do an appearance, I always drop his name. Brett Burehaus is a red teamer at a gaming company. I can't mention what, which you can look him up. He goes by the name Zayed. I met this guy randomly five, six years ago. He's one of the reasons why I became so good. I reached out to him out of random on Twitter. I was like, hey, man, I saw you hacked Facebook. You want to collaborate? Maybe later. A week later, hey, man, do you want to collaborate? Yeah, let's talk. Let's go on Google Hangouts. Let's go on Skype. Then him and I met online, met more people. Hey, do you want to join our group? Do you want to join our group? Do you want to join our group? And two years later, we built this thing called Bug Bounty Forum. It's a closed group. You know, It's not an open thing you can sign up for, but mm. we invite more. There's 500 of us now. Wow. It that's, became bigger awesome. and bigger. It just you can either build your own community or join these communities and talk to people that want to do the same thing. My point with collaboration was find someone who does the same thing as you, is at the same level as your knowledge, or a little bit better, and learn from each other and do things. Have someone to hold you accountable. Have a partner mm. that you can trust. With him and I, we agreed anything we make 50-50, we'll split it right on the middle. No screwing each other. There's no way of anyone getting bought hurt over the money because we're strangers at the point. I learn from you. You learn from me. Friendly, friendly is what I call it, a friendly NDA. We don't talk Love about it. any of this. Love it. And you learn from each other, man. It's the biggest thing you can do. So do, go join a community on Discord. Go on Twitter. There's tons of live conferences now happening on Twitch and YouTube for free. Um, there are smaller groups. Uh, someone invited me to this thing in the UK called InfoSec Hours. They used to do happy hours every week for InfoSec people in the UK. Now they do it live on a Skype call, on a Zoom call. Oh, cool. Join these little communities and you would meet people that would want to help you. These are genuine people that are interested in helping other people. That's that's one thing I've learned about the hacking community is it, I'm fairly new to it and getting into it. Just, man, you guys are awesome. It's it's, it's You're so welcoming and willing to help out. I mean, I've got people on my Discord that are you know, amazing hackers helping people. Like I I made some script kitty-like videos talking about DDoS attacks, which, by the way, PSA, don't DDoS anyone ever, ever, for <laughs> any ever. reason. Stop it. Don't do it. Um, but yeah, I made a DDoS video and people are coming in there. Hey, how do I DDoS this company? And they're like, don't do not do that. No, bad. Let me show you the good stuff. Stop trying to do bad things. So the hacking community is amazing, patient, and super helpful. Uh, and one thing I love about it is um, you mentioned like you and your buddy agree to split the money evenly and just yep. hack 
<laughs> and go for a bug bounty. What a cool idea, right? Like you've got your friends who maybe you game together. You, I don't know, you play World of Warcraft, you're doing raids and stuff. You're doing that kind of stuff. Why don't you get together and like start hacking together? That's amazing. It's like your 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 warriors suiting up and going in. Like that's that's awesome. What can what else, what else can you say that you can just randomly one day you and your buddy decide to study and try to make money by hacking things? That sounds awesome. Yeah. Absolutely, it, it helps having somebody else. You're not alone. You can you can have someone motivating you and showing you the stuff that they have done to keep you know motivating themselves. I mean, it's gosh, and I I love the fact that bug bounty. It's like. Um, you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to apply for a job. Like it's just open, right? Like if you wanted to, yeah. if Facebook has it on there, you can just say, "Hey, yeah, I'm going to go and try to hack Facebook." Right? You don't have to like be an official person. Nope. You can go to I think it's facebook.com/slash/whitehat. Anyone on anyone could go sign up for Hacker One. You just have to follow the guidelines and the policies are out there. There's no resume. There's nothing needed to sign up on any of these platforms. The only thing that's required is if you're gonna get paid, you have to pay taxes. So they're gonna ask you for a tax form at some point. But <laughs> other than that, man, like you don't. There is no like, oh, let me let me see your resume now you can anybody can hack the department of defense lets you hack us i uh, let you hack them through hacker one all you have to do is Dude. go to and it's, who can say i've hacked the department of defense i've hacked the army and you know the pentagon and no one's came to my door <laughs> that's amazing yeah so if people wonder about that and that's how you can legitimately legally <laughs> do it that, that's awesome I, I is anyone else excited about that that just sounds so fun i know a lot of you're going to go sign up for hacker one right now and you should um I got a question from a guy named Jesser. He says, do you think CTFs are a good way for a newbie to start learning ethical hacking? Yes and no. No, because it depends on what CTFs you do. Like, don't go do, like, these extremely, like, hard CTFs that are designed for the top players. But, yes, if you do some of these, like, um, conferences that do CTFs, they're beginner-friendly. There are some beginner-friendly challenges. Try them all because if you understand what the challenge is, some of the stuff that you have done, later on there will be write-ups and solutions that come out. You really go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Even if it doesn't make sense, read it anyway. Skim through it so you, you pick up some ideas and tools for the next one. You go, oh, this is similar to the one that I saw. I'm going to go try this idea. It's probably similar to it. Mm. Um, but the CTFs, like, try hack me um hacker 101 and you know hack the box those are they have beginner friendly ones like with hacker 101 we teach you how to do these things like xss and sql injection then you go do it on a ctf so absolutely the the ctf skills are transferable in the real world they're either based on some scenario they have seen someone's research something that's made these things vulnerable for people to want to design them to a particular way Okay, awesome. So, I mean, and, and real quick, for people who don't know what CTFs are, it stands for capture the flag. And, and what does that mean for a hacking situation? So for a capture the flag, they give you, depends on what kind of CTF you're doing. So if you're doing a web CTF, we'll give you a website. You have to break it using some research we have done. Some of them are very hard. Some of them are super easy. You can figure out immediately. Um, but you go in there and you break the site and it gives you a flag. And each flag has points. So the harder the level, the more points you get. Um, there are a ton of them out there. The, the beginner friendly ones that I like are uh, Pico CTF is really good. Um, Hacker 101. There's if you want to do web stuff, uh, CTFChallenge.co.uk. I think there is a Bug Hunter. The Ian Hunter is a three, I believe. Look it up. It's Bug Hunter. They're very beginner friendly. Um, there are tons, man. There's tons and tons of them. Uh, look into it and uh, don't be afraid to look into the solutions. Don't go look at the solution right off the bat. Try it out. Do spoilers. How do I get? I've tried everything. How do I get past the first level? Mm. Um, there's a yeah. It's, it's kind of like playing. Like I love your video game analogy because like that's what I do. If I'm like playing this level and I'm like, okay, this is like fourth time I've tried to look for this. I can't do this. I'm getting the walkthrough. I'm googling this sucker just to get past it, right? And you learn anyway. Yeah, and there's tons of them. Um, look up any CTF that are happening online. Uh, you would get tremendous, tremendous amounts. I, I, I value that you get out of CTFs is insane. You get to learn new skills, and you can pick the category of forensics, web, mobile, whatever you want to hack on. Yeah, that they sound fun. I've never done one myself, but I think I'll probably be doing some in the near future just to try them out. Um, now, how do you feel about? And I, I'm curious because you had your opinion on college, which I agree with. How do you feel about hacking certifications? I don't have any of them. <laughs> I so, don't. Enough said. <laughs> um, but no, here's the thing. It goes, it's twofold. I don't have any of them because I don't like tests. But <laughs> the thing is, like, if you're brand new to IT and you want to get into InfoSec, OSCP, CEH, 
perfect go get them if you have the cash you have some scholarship some credit cards you can throw this on go do it you know why because it gets you past hr it gives mm-hmm. you the fundamentals but don't stop oh i have my oscp OSCP is very hard by the way but i have my oscp i have my ceh i have my sans whatever don't stop there like keep learning more and if you don't want to do an oscp again like try hackman hack the box have oscp paths to learn like learning paths you go and you go i want to learn for i want to prep for oscp then teach you the basis of networking you don't have to pay what i'm trying to say is you don't have to pay for the course mm. but you can go do these prep courses learn how to do networking and map and burb suite and all these things and they teach you all the basics and you can do the machines that are ready for oscp it's built for people that want to take the oscp test so you can learn it but if you have that certificate it gets you past hr it teaches you more than the basics you can become more familiar and you realize the hacker mentality how does a hacker think and it gives you an overview of oh like i like this network hacking oh i like the web hacking you get to see what you're passionate about then you can start drilling down doing more certs john hammond is a great content creator huge in ctfs he has a very good outlook on he has a ton of freaking uh network and uh, hacking certificates he's on my list to have on the show so i'm gonna have to ask him about that dude john hammond is a i did an interview with him if you guys want to check it out he's talked about like he has the best way of describing it like i love certs they're great i learned a ton from it do it and he says the same thing you get past hr and it shows you where you want to learn so it's not a requirement in my opinion so i mean you don't like tests and now the oscp it's different from most tests right and that you're actually attacking a box and you have to just basically do a pen test report right it's not a typical exam yep it's a it's more of a hey how do we show this you have they give you like 24 hours and like you know 15 boxes some ridiculous number of boxes but you have to finish in a certain amount of time and you have to there's different methods there's windows boxes there's linux boxes there's privilege Ooh. escalation there's web stuff there's nmap there's like a ton of stuff you have to do Ooh, man, I, it's it's coming up for me, and you're, you're scaring me a little bit. I'll have to get, get to study. It's fun, man. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so if you if you had to go back and start over, would you start with certifications, or would you kind of do the same thing you already did? I started with the books that are behind me, man. I have those books behind me for a reason. Um, you can see them right here. Um, it's the Web Hacker Hackers Web Hackers Handbook, Web Applications Hackers Handbook. Sorry, um, there is the Real Bug Hunting by Peter Jaworski, absolutely awesome friend. Kudos to him for writing this book. Um, there is, there's tons of books. I would start off with those I'll, books. I'll put them all in the description after the live stream's done. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll have to put those in there. They're so really books. good books to start. Yeah, it's if it's hard to read, man. Tell yourself twenty page a day. Start small, 10, 15 page a day, whatever is good for you, and read through them. I uh, I got into reading books because I applied for my quote unquote dream job. This company that I really want to work for. I'm not gonna drop their name, um, <laughs> for good reasons. But I learned a big lesson. I went in thinking I knew everything about hacking, but then they asked me, "How do you protect against these things?" And I was like, yikes, I don't know how to do this. So I started learning, I started buying books that teach you how to protect it. But then I realized this is how the developers think. Mm. It got me better at hacking. I was like, screw this. I don't want an engineering job anymore. I'm going to do more hacking again. <laughs> it just made it's you become better, a better red yeah. teamer. It's funny. <laughs> so, books that, definitely fun. so I'm curious though, um, you know, let's say someone starts going down the bug bounty path and they get a few bounties and stuff. But they're getting tired, kind of like you. I guess you would say you retired from the bug bounty space, and you still do it, but you don't do it professionally uh, to depend on the income. Uh, what kind of job can someone look for and apply for with bug bounty experience? So I like to use this example. A good friend of mine, uh, he goes by the name of OX Techno Geek on Twitter, Joel Margolis. Love this guy so much. He's such an absolute awesome guy to work with. Um, he came into one of our events through a CTF we hosted. So HackerOne does these events. Uh, we call them H1-XXX. The XXX is the area code that we go to. A lot of people know about H1702. It's our Vegas one. It's a three-day event. We fly people from all around the world. You name it. From We have flown people from Egypt, Dubai, India, from Argentina, from uh, UK, Netherlands, you name it. We fly 50, 60 people in. We put them in nice hotels. We put them in Aria. We put them in like luxury hotels, right? Man. We pay for everything. We have open bar for the hackers. They come in, they hack, and Joel came in. We do CTFs where we also recruit hackers to come to the event if they don't have a resume on HackerOne. So Joel came in from a CTF. 
he hacked on the company. He got hired by the company. He he's he moved from East Coast to Bay Area, and he works for this company. And he's not the only one. I can name a ton more. I can uh, Peter Jaworski, the author of the book that I mentioned. He works for Shopify. He got the job because he submitted bugs to Shopify. I got hired on Hulu because I submitted a bug to Hulu and I became an AppSec engineer for them for a year. There's so many people. (laughs) There's so many people that have done this. Like it's when you have the proof of concept of I know how to hack on my own, a job's gonna hire you immediately. And there is so many people, man. Those are just people that I can think of that are friends that I off my top of my head I could go and say they have gotten jobs. Even million dollar hackers have became directors at some companies now because they have had the street creds of, hey, I've hacked your company a number of times. Do you want to pay me so I can <laughs> come and do this? People that have invested that have created their own businesses around hacking. Uh Shubham Shah, Shubs, if you look at him, he's an Australian hacker who created some cloud scanning company from bug bounties and he's got his own thing going on. He has a bunch of customers of its own. So there's opens up a lot of doors. It's not just getting a job, but I know also people that have gone junior pen testing job because they learned on Hacker 101, they watch streams, they watch whatever, and they got into pen testing. They're making more money than they ever were. Like it's it becomes a opportunity after opportunity if you put in the time and the efforts to get to it. That's amazing. It's People just don't realize the the opportunities that are available to them with the hacking career. Now, I have a question for you with the Hulu job. So you you hacked Hulu legally. It was allowed, just so people know that if you're just tuning in right now. We got 1,400 people going, what? Um, <laughs> and you submitted their bounty, and they, they love what you did. So they hired you on, on their AppSec team. Now, at that point, was that job more blue teaming, like you're helping them secure it? Or were you helping, like, were you attacking it, and that's your way to help them secure it? First, I want to say hi to Philip. My friend Philip is here watching, saying, "Hey, hi, Philip." Hi, Philip. Um, <laughs> so with uh, with Hulu, it, it wasn't that they hired me. I found this bug. I didn't tell them, "Hey, pay me" or anything like that. I literally emailed them. I was like, "Hey, sorry, I came across this. I don't want anything. I just want to disclose it to you guys. I use Hulu a lot. I want to make sure my stuff is secure. No pressure. You guys don't nice. have to give me anything." They gave me a year of free Hulu subscription. Bam. A year later, when I was looking for jobs. Hulu had a position open. It was an AppSec engineering. It was mostly, it wasn't blue teaming. It was helping them teach their engineers secure coding, um, mm. you know, f- finding bugs internally, doing some pen tests and audits for it on our own. And uh, I applied and I put a reference as, hey, I found this bug. Uh, big shout out to Eric Fay. He used to be a engineer there. He's no longer at the company. And I said, Eric knows who I am. And I emailed Eric and I was like, hey man, like I just submitted my resume. I don't expect you to do anything special, but you know, I don't have a lot of search. I'm still in college. Um, I would love to, you know, get a chance of a real interview and pass your HR. It worked. Dude. Wow. So, uh, so you were, you were helping them come on, like, helping the developers just learn how to make secure, write secure code, which I'm actually, I, I was interviewing someone a while back and um, I'm surprised to know that really learning how to secure your code isn't a part of a lot of curriculum for colleges and stuff. They teach you how to write good code, but not necessarily secure code and protecting yourself from, from vulnerabilities, which is kind of crazy. Um, Dude, I, uh, I did a talk on this and the HR talk. I'm trying to educate HR folks. I stopped in a traditional like, we want a job that's been open for you know this position that's technology that's been around for five years, but expect we experience like we sorry we expect ten years of experience. Like this thing has been around for five years. How do you want ten years of experience on it? So I do this <laughs> HR talk. One out of the top like ten or fifteen Ivy League schools have security baked into their uh, computer curriculum. It's a requirement to graduate. One out of all of them. My the ten gosh. or fifteen that we looked into. That's insane. That's scary. I mean, because at that point you're depending on your security teams at your companies to defend you yep. when you should have your developers on the front lines immediately securing the code as soon as they're writing it. That's scary. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy that we're not, you know, active sec- security isn't actively a part of our, it doesn't have to be coding. It's just teaching people how to use password managers, people using <laughs> yeah. basic security, not putting in your password in every site you go to, phishing attempts and scammers, and people still fall for it. It's something like they should be taught at high school so people don't get scammed at the age of 14, 15 because of a phone call they got from IRS, who never calls you, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> it, it is it is crazy, um, the, the lack of awareness, the lack of education with this kind of stuff, which I mean, does well for a person looking for a hacking career, right? Because there's still a lot of vulnerabilities out there. Um, now, I, I wonder, what what would you say is the most valuable skill set? Like, do you, are you a programmer? Do you have development skills? It's my favorite question. <laughs> I, uh, I don't. I don't 
know a lot of programming languages. I learned, I, I'm very good at Bash. I can do a lot of stuff in Bash, but I still, <laughs> I still Google basic concepts in Bash. Um, I learned Ruby, like 30% of Ruby, 30, 40%, because everybody was doing Ruby back when I first started. So I wanted to learn Ruby on Rails, but I didn't get through it. Python is a good one to know, but it's not a requirement. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend learning a scripting language. I've done some PHP because I used to design websites a little bit, but I don't remember a lick of it anymore. I can't even write a basic <laughs> PHP. But I know how to do enough. Like I know how to inject a PHP code to be able to say, hey, I can hack this website. Or I know how to automate some of my work in different ways. Programming gives you understanding how to build a website and programming are two different things. You can still learn mm -hmm. how a website is made by installing WordPress and doing some customization versus becoming a full stack developer. But a lot of people that I know that are really good at programmers are also finding very good bugs, way better bugs than you could ever imagine. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Now, um, I know that there's a the term script kitty, right? And that's, how, how would you define script kitty? So, I, it's, it's always a, a derogatory term. It doesn't mean a great thing. You don't want to be a script kitty. How would you define a script kitty? Um, a script kitty is somebody that relies on tools. They use tools and only tools to um, quote unquote hack without understanding how these things work. So I'm not saying don't go use tools and like, oh, you must be able to create your own tools if you want to be a real hacker. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. If you know how to use a tool and you know what this tool does and how it's built, like it's doing X, Y, and Z because you know what the process, you understand how to do it manually, but you're being efficient now by using these tools. Then no, you're not a script kitty. But if all you're running is scanners and downloading stuff from random forums and DDoSing people for fun, then you are definitely a script kitty. Gotcha. And I love that you cleared that up because a lot of people say, oh, you're a script kitty if you don't write your own tools manually. And I'm thinking, well, you know, this guy wrote this tool and it's amazing. Why would I go and reinvent the wheel? It does what I need yeah. to do. I, I understand what Nmap is doing. I understand networking. I understand that, that, that I'm scanning for ports and I'm trying to find web vulnerabilities as part of my enumeration process. I'm not a script, I'm not a script kitty. I'm just using a tool. So that's cool to hear. Um, now I'm curious, what's your favorite? And I, I know you, you're probably running out of time here. Um, we'll definitely have to have you back on if we, if uh, you don't mind, because absolutely, I, people are loving this. Uh, what's your favorite hacking operating system? So, <laughs> I personally enjoy hacking on a MacBook, but you don't need to have a MacBook Pro. Like on my streams, I use a Windows with a Windows subsystem. I have Linux on there. Oh yeah, like WSL two. Yep, I like a Linux terminal. I don't care if it's, I like Ubuntu more than anything if I have a SSH, but the reason why I like Mac is just, I can SSH into my box easier than Windows relying on the, you know, Windows subsystem. But anything with a terminal. So get good at being able to live in a terminal to run stuff, to curl, you know, curl, and map, loops, whatever you want to learn. Um, get used to it because it's going to become number one handy thing you're going to use probably. So we don't have to use Kali? I thought we had to use Kali to hack. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need Kali, but Kali is great. I'm not trying to bash on him, but you're doing web hacking. Why do you need forensics tools? True. Yeah, Kali is just like a buffet of tools that you don't really necessarily, you don't need all of them, right? <laughs> you could install any of these tools on any Linux distro. It's just knife, man. That's what it is. It's just uh, to go to this show. It's great, you know. If you use Kali, good for you, Mike. There's nothing wrong with that. You have everything in the palm of your hands. But if you're a college student that just has a Windows machine and doesn't want to install Linux because I don't have the, you know, hard drive for it, subsystems, man. Like, install it. You have a terminal. Go buy a VPS. It's like five dollars a month. That's what I use. Mm. That's what I started with. Now I spend a lot more than five dollars, but. It's literally $5 a month. You spend that at McDonald's. You spend more than that on a Big Mac when you get it. Uh, it's $5 a month. Install it in anything you break. Guess what? You do RMFR slash on accident. You go back and you go reboot and mm. reinstall. And it's it's not your personal machine. There's nothing going wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it goes back to that point we made earlier that you have zero excuses. I mean, you can get a $5 VPS. That's super cheap. You can go to AWS or Microsoft Azure, any of these cloud providers, and get their free tier and have access to a Linux box like that. So it's it's crazy what you can do nowadays. Um, now, I got one last question from someone on my Discord here, Mr. AWOL. He says, can you ask him uh, what he would consider prerequisites for bug bounties? So... No prerequisite, really. Well, it depends on your background, but I don't think there's any hard prerequisite. But if you want to get serious, learn how to use a command line in Linux. We talked about right now. 
learn how to spin up your own WordPress, like go install WordPress. If you want to go to a step further, then get a VPS, learn how to install Apache, SQL, PHP, either even go for it doing it manually instead of installing LAMP, but install LAMP. I don't care. It works. Mm-hmm. Then understand how to set up a MySQL table, how to set up a MySQL table, how we want to say it, mm-hmm. set up a WordPress on there, run your WordPress, now go, uh, go and change stuff manually, change some code in there. And learn how these things work. But so step one, learn the basics. Then get into networking. What is a port? What is a um, what is an IP address? What are different headers in a web browser? You know all these different things that you need to know. The fundamentals of what makes a website to communicate with your computer and back and forth. Um, if you're really interested in stuff, uh, shameless plug. Go on uh, go on Google and type in bug bounty resources for beginners. There should be a GitHub repo. It's created by me for this exact reason. It shows you, the and I'll put I'll put links all below in the description. So don't worry, I'll, I'll make sure it's all there. There's a section that says for beginners. It literally talks about what is a header, what is a get request, what is a post request. You understand, like, oh, when I click submit, I'm making a post request, and that's what a post request means. And mm. those are the things that you're gonna mess with when you're hacking. So understand really what what are those like small bolts and screws that make a website happen, the things that happen in the background, and learn how to. Use the Google Chrome developers at the basics of it and just get creative. Um, it's just learning the basics, man. Awesome. I, and that's, I, I love that because it's really, if you come from a background in IT, if you're an IT administrator, you already kind of have the background to step into hacking. You're just kind of flipping the script a little bit. And um, for people who are just, they don't know nothing about IT and they're like, oh, I want to become a hacker. Dude, you have to learn how it works. You have to, like, you're hacking the system and you have to huh. learn how that system works. You can't just, make it up you know it's you have to learn what what it does um so i I know you probably have to go uh where can people find you so i'm on twitter social media anywhere twitter youtube twitch instagram you name it i have it as nahamsek um you can find me online Uh, if you enjoy content like bug bounty related you want to understand more in bug bounties or see some of the findings i've done i interview just like you do i interview some of the top hackers that are just bug bounty Specific. I ask them the same stuff. What do you have to do? Learn bug bounties, programming, whatever else. Um, if you're interested in them, I highly recommend looking into these people. You don't have to watch my content. Go on, seriously, go on Twitter and follow these guys. It's not just me. There's a ton of good people out there. Um, but I'm under the name Nahamsek, uh, practically on any social media. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll put links below for all that. Dude, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom and insights. I know my community here is benefiting like crazy from this and probably got them excited. They're probably all going to become bug bounty hunters now. So that's so cool. And uh, hopefully I can have you back on. Hopefully I can try my hand at bug bounty and I'll definitely be uh, reaching out to you to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Please help me. And <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> man. Um, Thank you, you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, this is our first time meeting just on this live stream, which sometimes happens with my guests. I'm like, hey, you're really cool. Let's go live. And we just meet <laughs> when, we, when we get on the live stream. Anyways, guys, um, if you have more questions for him, um, comment below. I'll, I'll see if I can ping him for those and hopefully not overwhelm him too much. And of course, go follow him. I'm sure he'll answer any questions within reason uh, if you go tweet at him or something. And uh, yeah, that's all we got, guys. We'll catch y'all later. Thanks, guys.
suckers thought I was done. No, I'm not. Like any good Marvel movie, we got to have our end scene credits. And um, yeah, that's what we're doing right now. I like to take this time to kind of debrief you on a few things. And I like to give away some coffee. I'm going to put a $20 gift code in the chat here to give away some of my coffee, network check coffee. I do make my own coffee, or I sell my own coffee. I don't make it, grind it, or brew it, or anything. Oh, I do brew it, um, but I don't grow it in my backyard. Anyways, a uh, huge shout out to Nahamsek for coming on. I know you guys probably have a ton of questions about bug bounty stuff. I still have a ton of questions, so we'll have to have him back on. Anyways, real quick, I'm going to put in the chat right now, free coffee. So mosey on over to networkchuck.coffee and uh, get your cart ready. You know you have to be quick because people in the chat, man, they're quick. Um, and you get a good bang for your buck because right now, I think it's right now. Let me make sure I'm not lying to you. Uh, everything in my shop right now is 20% off. That includes my mug. And I actually have a shirt in there that I have not tested. So if you buy it and it looks stupid, it's your fault. Um, I got a holiday blend coffee and everything. So yeah, 20% off everything in my store. Hashtag or hashtag code coffee hack 2020. Ready, set. You ready? There it goes. Whoever uses that code first gets it. $20 gift card. If you try to use it and there's no money on it, well, you were too late. Sorry. Anyways, I appreciate you coming by, guys. Um, it's fun talking to what I consider a real hacker. It, we often get lost in the the uh, weeds on, oh, Kali Linux, hacking, this, that. But it's cool to hear someone who made a career out of it, who now encourages people to get into this field. And they embrace the term hacker. Like, I, I love that. It's refreshing. People are like, oh, no, it's pen testers. It's pen testers. No, no, they're, they're hackers. You're, you're hacking. So it's really fun. Uh, and I'll put in the description and everything where to follow uh, Nahamsek and, and to find all the resources that he mentioned Yes, I think I'm done. Um, real quick update on OSCP. I mentioned that I scheduled my OSCP for the De- December 11th, which is <laughs> very soon. I'm actually going to delay that a bit. I, um, I'm going to focus on my CCMP first, which I'm going to finish on December 15th. OSCP, the reason I'm pushing it out is because I want to do it proper justice. Um, I want to make sure I can document the process appropriately. And it's a, like Nahamsek said, it's a, it's a killer exam, dude. Like it's going to murder me. So I want to make sure I demo it properly. I show you guys what it's like and, and show you the experience. So it'll probably be in the new year that I show you that early in the new year. And yeah, that's all I got. You guys are awesome. Go buy some coffee and let's start hacking. I'm, I'm kind of motivated to start hacking. How, how do you guys feel? Like I'm, I'm ready to go legally. Don't DDoS anyone. Anyways, catch you guys later.